Good morning. Today is Monday, the 8th of June, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 56 and 57. Ecclesiastes, I believe it is Ecclesiastes, not Ecclesiasticus. I'll double check on that for us. Galatians 4, 12, or in the reading from whichever it is, Ecclesiastes or Ecclesiasticus, is 7, 1 through 14. Galatians 4, 12 through 20. And the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. The readings for today are drawn from proper 5. So if you want to find them in the back of your Book of Common Prayer, you will find them on page 971. And I believe I have confirmed that it's Ecclesiastes, not Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Sirach. And the abbreviations do kind of confuse it. The abbreviation for Ecclesiastes is E-C-C-L-E-S, again in your Book of Common Prayer. And for Ecclesiasticus, the Wisdom of Sirach, E-C-C-L-U-S. So now that I think we've got that straightened out, and it was particularly confusing to me because there's an error in the um, daily planner, one of the daily planners that I use, uh, the Episcopal Liturgical Appointment Calendar. But now that we've got that all straightened out, let's go ahead and get started with our morning prayer. The hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Creator in spirit and in truth, for such the Spirit seeks to worship them. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O God, you are our God, from break of day we seek you. O God, you are our God, eagerly we seek you. Our souls thirst for you, our flesh faints for you, as in a barren and dry land where there is no water. Therefore we have gazed upon you in your holy place, that we might behold your power and your glory. For your loving kindness is better than life itself. Our lips shall give you praise. So will we bless you as long as we live and lift up our hands in your name. Our souls are content as with marrow and fatness and our mouth praises you with joyful lips when we remember you upon our beds and meditate on you in the night watches. For you have been our helper and under the shadow of your wings we will rejoice. Our soul clings to you. Our right hand holds you fast. O God, you are our God. From break of day, we seek you. Psalm 56 Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long, foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many fight against me. O Most High, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps, as they hope to have my life. So repay them for their crime. And wrath cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will retreat in the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust, I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank-offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of life. Psalm 57 Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge, until the destroying storms pass by. I cry to God Most High, to God who fulfills their purpose for me. God will send from heaven and save me. They will put to shame those who trample on me. God will send forth their steadfast love and their faithfulness. I lie down among lions that greedily devour human prey. Their teeth are spears and, and arrows, their tongues sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. 
I will give thanks to you, O God, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verses 1 through 14. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of birth. It is better to go into the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For this is the end of everyone, and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of countenance the heart is made glad. For by sadness of countenance the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than to hear the song of fools. For like, crack, for like the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of fools. This also is vanity. Surely oppression makes the wise foolish, and a bribe corrupts the heart. Better is the end of the thing than its beginning. The patient in spirit are better than the proud in spirit. Do not be quick to anger, for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance, an advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money, and the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to the one who possesses it. Consider the work of God. Who can make straight what God has made crooked? In the day of prosperity be joyful, and in the day of adversity consider. God has made the one as well as the other, so that mortals may not find out anything that will come after them. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, A Song of the Wilderness The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy in singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Galatians chapter 4, verses 12 through 20. Friends, I beg you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. 
you have done me no wrong. You know that it was because of a physical infirmity that I first announced the gospel to you. Though my condition put you to the test, you did not scorn or despise me, but welcomed me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What has become of the goodwill you felt? For I testify that had it been possible, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to exclude you so that you may, ma- you may make much of them. It is good to be made much of for a good purpose at all times, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, for whom I am again in the pain of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, I wish I were present with you now and could change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle K, a song of our adoption. Blessed are you, the God and creator of our Savior Jesus Christ, for you have blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Before the world was made, you chose us to be yours in Christ, that we should be holy and blameless before you. You destined us for adoption as your children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of your will, to the praise of your glorious grace that you have freely given us in the Beloved. In you we have redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of your grace which you have lavished upon us. You have made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of your will, according to your good pleasure which you set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to gather together all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher. 
from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I think in place of the suffrages, we are going to use sections 4 and 5 of the Great Litany, found on pages 48 and 49 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1. And instead of inserting names into the blank, I'm just going to pause and let you speak as you are led. Guide the leaders of the nations into the ways of peace and justice. Hear us, O Christ. Give your wisdom and strength to the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, the mayor of this city, that in all things they may do your will for your glory and the common good. Hear us, O Christ. Give to the Congress of the United States, the members of the President's Cabinet, those who serve in our state legislature, and all others in authority, the grace to walk always in the ways of truth. Hear us, O Christ. Bless the justices of the Supreme Court and all those who administer the law, that they may act with integrity and do justice for all your people. Hear us, O Christ. Give us the will to use the resources of the earth to your glory and for the good of all. Hear us, O Christ. Bless and keep all your people. Hear us, O Christ. Comfort and liberate the lonely, the bereaved, especially, and the oppressed. Hear us, O Christ. Keep in safety those who travel, especially, and all who are in peril. Hear us, O Christ. Heal the sick in body, mind, or spirit, especially, and provide for the homeless, the hungry, and the destitute. Hear us, O Christ. Guard and protect all children who are in danger. Hear us, O Christ. Shower your compassion on prisoners, hostages, and refugees, and all who are in trouble. Hear us, O Christ. 
Forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and turn their hearts. Hear us, O Christ. Hear us as we remember those who have died, especially and grant us with them a share in your eternal glory. Hear us, O Christ. O God, from whom all good proceeds, grant that by your inspiration we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I think, as has been my custom, I am going to speak about the scriptures, and then we will share the prayer for mission. I just kind of like, like the way that that order goes for us. For me, at least, the important thing to remember um, or to draw from the Psalms this morning is that it is God who is above all, over all, and in God whom my my soul is safely entrusted and that is I agree with Madeline um, that is what trust truly means is to trust in God that my immortal soul will not be irrevocably damaged and in the middle of such fear for ourselves as a greater community and ourselves as individuals for multiple things, sickness and violence and a sick and toxic culture and system, political system, legal system, etc. There's a lot of fear to be had here. So it is incredibly helpful to me to have the reminder to step back and remember that my immortal soul is safe in God's hands. I have refuge under the shadow of God's wings. And that gives me great courage to withstand the present trials, both communal and personal. I hope that it does the same for you. Our Hebrew scripture reading from Ecclesiastes seems somewhat in contrast to other sections, you know, where he says, enjoy your time on this earth because this is all that has. And now he's like, enjoyment is, is worthless and it's suffering that, that is good. And I think, I think there is, there is something for us here because although God did not create suffering and suffering does not come from God, in God, suffering is transformed into, into knowledge and blessing and used for good. 
so thinking on the grand scheme of things, everything, even, even the terrible, atrocious tragedies that, that we are in the midst of, God will take those and use them. And so we've got to not despair, but instead focus our prayerful energy that none of this is wasted that by cooperating with God in this, all of it is taken and used. And that on the other side of all of this, the present time, when this season of pandemic and uprising and public outcry, justified public outcry, I might add, is passed, that we we will be rebuilding something new. And I know I keep talking about that over and over, but I, I think we can't lose sight of it. We, we must stand up and stand strong and refuse to go back to the way things were. We must say, no, enough is enough. We must remake our society, our culture, our government, our power structures in this country and on this globe into something new where it is not the few governing and thus oppressing the many, but it is all, all people making decisions that affect their lives and livelihoods that we truly have representation from every people group, that there is no more other that there is only us. And this is going to be huge to break down these centuries old, um, perhaps even actually not perhaps, but millennia old um, systems. And it might feel like we're breaking down our very human natures, but I would argue that this is not what God created us for. God did not create us to, to oppress and abuse and murder each other. That it, that is not that is not the purpose, and we could have a, a long discussion about Cain and Abel, but I think it's super clear that that wasn't God's will. God did not create us for violence. God created us in and for and by love, and I mean big capital L love, not not our culture's definition of love either. So let us all come together and focus forward in prayer that the tragedy be transformed into breakthrough, that it all be used. Amen. Our New Testament reading from Galatians this morning um, is, is Paul speaking to the Galatians, and he's He's reminding them of their friendship. You know, I'm getting some of this from my commentary. And and he uses this parent-child allegory to talk to them. Verses 19 and 20. My little children for whom I am again in the pain of childbirth until Christ is formed with you. I wish I were present with you now and could change my tone for I am perplexed about you. I think I think that if 
if we count ourselves among those who have a degree of awareness, and I must speak very carefully because the more I know and the more I awaken, the more I realize I don't know and I've been asleep to and I am completely humbled. But those of us who have been stirring or been in the process of awakening for, for a bit might feel utterly perplexed at the gross injustice and ignorance and really have trouble understanding or even having any compassion for those who continue to speak out and support systems of oppression and murder and abuse and it, it's just disgusting I think that we need to while being very careful not to be condescending we need to look with compassion all of us have things in our lives that we were unaware to and in our ignorance and our fear and the fear is key here I think looking at what we thought was self-preservation, we lashed out at those we felt threatened by. I think we've all had that experience to some extent in our lives. Even if it's just snapping back at at someone. Um, And maybe we can just kind of sit with ourselves and the feeling that we had in those moments and have a little more compassion and empathy And then I think, too, we can hold intention with that, with Paul bearing, feeling, not bearing, but feeling in ourselves the pain and giving to Jesus to bear and to transform and to use as catalyst. Man, it hurts to look at people who are hurting and wounded and out of their hurting, woundedness, fear and ignorance devastatingly hurting others and I think that if we put forth that energy instead of instead of letting our disgust turn to hate which does wound our hearts and souls if we put that energy into praying for their awakening our psalmist talked about awakening today has been we've been talking about awakening for a while in our readings and even in our old testament reading it talks about how how what hatred does to the heart we've got to turn away from hate and focus that energy towards praying for the awakening and grace for those people and groups whom we are so disgusted by their hateful and hating actions we've got to use this different way we've got to use the third way of christ and we do have to stand up and speak out But it needs to be with grace and love. And there is so much strength in that. True strength does not come from violence. Those of us who are, in one way or another, part of entitled groups must be allies. But we must be allies for peace and reconciliation for all. We can't get sucked into giving violence back for violence. That is, it simply perpetuates. 
We've got to choose another way. And, and we have to remain focused. We can't give up. We can't give up on any of us. And we can't say we're going to ignore this problem or abuse because we've got to focus on this one. We have to say enough is enough to all of them. That's, that's my feeling today. And from our gospel reading this morning, this is always, this is always a tough one. And I, I've heard, I've heard some, some teachers say that, that Jesus doesn't say this to her because he really feels that it's true. He says this to her so that she has the opportunity to speak back to him. Um, I don't like the phrase, but you'll understand that I think when I say that some people are um, looking at Jesus as playing the devil's advocate here. He proposes the counterpoint so that she can speak back against it. And I'm not sure how much that's true, but I know that when I look at this, the end result is that she is praised for her faith and her daughter is healed instantly. And so sometimes when from our perception, God is not answering. And I think that's always an issue with our perception, not, not with God. Or when we feel like we're not getting the answer we want, we have to persevere and 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 hold fast to our faith and enter into conversation with God and in the end wherever the end is even if it's not until we get to heaven we'll see that our faith has made a difference that our words of truth have made a difference that our perseverance in, in prayer has made a difference and that there has been healing worked And just as we were talking about, we can't set aside one abuse and focus on another. Like we can't, and we've done this in the past in our country. We can't say, oh, we can't think about the women right now. We've got to just think about the people of color. We're all in this together. We need equality for all. And vice versa is true. Unfortunately, the white feminist movement has a history of discrimination against people of color. And I think we have got to drop that. We've got to be all in this together. And the truth of the matter is that people of color have been, since the history of this nation, have been abused and murdered and treated like less than human. And it is it is something that we must focus together to overcome. And the truth is that when one of us rises, all of us rise. We must lift each other up. And, and Jesus didn't come just for one. Jesus came for all. The way in what, which Jesus manifested at any given particular point in time I think was tailored so that those he approached could receive the message that he shared. I think he knew his audience, so to speak. 
and he spoke in words that they could hear. But Christ is for all of us. And and human rights are for all of us. I'm going to fix my mind on Jesus' final answer. Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. I'm going to focus my prayer and envision that response from Christ. Great is your faith. And there was instant healing. I feel like it's hard for me to talk about these things, especially... I think it's hard for all of us to talk about these things. And I know that I still have some ignorance. I know that my awakening is not perfect or complete, but I know that, that I am doing my best. And so if you, my dear friends have, have something to say in response, or you want to tell me where I've got it wrong, please out of, out of love, speak, speak and correct me. Um, for I know I have so much to learn. Thank you. We will use as a prayer for mission the prayer attributed to St. Francis. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son, that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.